What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Have Gun, Will Travel. Original air date is February 22nd, 1959, and the title is Winchester Quarantine. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening. If you men want me to leave, you'll have to make me. I was going to be the first to try. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin. Hey, boy. Oh, yes, oh, Mr. Paladin. Help me with these bags, will you? Oh, yes, Mr. Paladin. Oh, oh you go again so soon? It seems Mr. Edgar Potts in Tucson needs my services. Oh, yes, sir. I know Mr. Potts. He is not a good man, but he's a rich one. Oh, you make uh, lots of money, eh, Mr. Paladin? Well, that's my plan. Uh, look, hey, boy, this came up very suddenly. I've had to cancel my engagements for this week. Will you see that these notes are delivered? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, let me see. Uh, Missy Dilly Clark, Kitty O'Connor, Adelaide Smith, Jesse Donahue, Francesca Valise, Mabel Hart, and Major John B. Culpepper. Thursdays, I play chess. Even if you've had embarrassing dandruff for years, you can get rid of it now in three minutes. That's all it takes with Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Yes, unsightly dandruff's gone in three minutes with Fitch, quickest, easiest of all leading shampoos. What's more... Using Fitch regularly is guaranteed to keep embarrassing dandruff away. Just apply in the unique Fitch manner. Before you wet hair, rub in one minute. This way, Fitch shampoo penetrates right down to the scalp. Next, add water. Lather one minute to wash every trace of dandruff out of your hair. Then rinse one minute. 
all that loosened dandruff goes down the drain. In three minutes, with Fitch, one rubbing, one lathering, one rinsing, dandruff's gone. At the same time, gentle Fitch can leave your hair up to 35% brighter. To get rid of dandruff problems forever, brighten hair too. Use Fitch regularly. Get Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo today, only 59 cents. Glass of rye, bartender. Yes, sir. There you are. Come in on the stage. Yeah. Think to stay a while in Brotherton? No, as soon as they get that axle fixed, I'm going on to Tucson. Where are you from? San Francisco. Great little town, Frisco. Yeah. Noisy in Brotherton. What's going on? Well, now, wait till I get around there. We'll just go have a look-see. Rewind, the engine. We told you it was going to happen. Now, you listen to me. You get rid of every head of that disease stock on your place, engine. But we'll do more than keep you within your boundaries. We'll burn you out. House hide and hair. I guess it ain't nothing. Might as well go back and finish your drink. Well, he shot that Indian's horse. Now, you take yeah. that carcass away and burn it. Sickness enough without you savages bringing in more. Come on, Petey. Who are those men? The one on the big roans, McNally. The other's Peavy, his foreman. And the Indian? Joe Whitehorse. He's got a little ranch. Borders on McNally's spread. I see. He's an educated Indian. They're the worst kind. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Why did he kill his horse? Rough him up like that? I don't know. It ain't my problem, mister. Where's the livery stable? North end of town. White horse? Yes? My name is Paladin. This is my card. Have gun, will travel. I see. Thank you, Mr. Paladin. Not interested? If I had money to hire you, I wouldn't be hiking 20 miles carrying this saddle. I would have another horse. I happen to be going your way. Why don't you put your saddle over this other horse of mine? No obligation. It is right to tell you, even if I had money, I would not hire you. I don't hold with men who follow the gun. I agree, Mr. Whitehorse. It's not a practical business, but 20 miles is a long walk. And this is a heavy saddle. I accept your kind offer, Mr. Paladin. hundred and fifty prime healthy cows. Now ten are dead. The rest ready to fall. They keep losing weight. Dying. Has a veterinary looked at them? I can't get him to come out and look. I am a mission Indian. Educated Indian. I have few friends among my own people and fewer among yours. Yes. I saw an example of that back there in Brotherton. They don't want me in that town. I can't trade in the stores. I buy supplies through the man who runs the pharmacy. The only one who will admit that we are human. Wait, rein up, Mr. Paladin. There. There ahead. My land. 
Looks like land a man would fight for. I paid for that land I'm willing to fight. I don't know how. My father wore feathers in his hair. He lived in the tipi. He was at war with a white man, fighting for his way of life. When he saw he could never win, it broke his spirit, but it made him wiser. He sent me to the mission school. Learned to live and think like a white man. He said that was the only way we could have a home in our land. Three riders. You know who it is? Wade. Yeah. Phoebe and two of his hands. The one who killed my horse. Yeah. See, so you got yourself another horse. The one you shot cost me $40. You have to pay me for that. You. You friends with him or just passing through? You ask that like a man hoping for the wrong answer. You working for an Indian? He hasn't hired me yet. You're half a mile from his boundary line. You aim to keep going? I thought I might. It ain't that simple, mister. You can ride in on that horse, but you try to ride out and he'll go down with a slug in his head. No animal comes off on that ranch. Yours are nobody's. Mr. Paladin, he means what he says. You saw that in town. You're going to lose two good horses. I'll walk the rest of the way. You'll ride. You've used my horse for 15 miles, and I expect the man who's done that to rub him down and ask me to sit at the table. You will be most welcome. All right, then. Ride on in. But you'll be sorry. <laughs> I was a teenage germ. That's right, I was a teenage germ, living in a lovely scratch on the tile bathroom floor. I came in on a saddle chew, and then I moved to the floor. There were millions of us germs, playing rock around the sink or hide and infect. My hostess was a wonderful woman. Every week she'd splash you all around us with nice warm soap and water. But then some rat squealed to her about Lysol, and we had to beat it. Lysol kills germs. It was murder. Yes, if you're a germ, you'll hate Lysol, because Lysol kills disease germs, many deadly viruses, too. Lysol also destroys bathroom odors. Cleaning every week with Lysol in the suds disinfects your bathroom from one cleaning to the next as nothing else can. A little Lysol brand disinfectant in the suds makes your favorite cleaners work better, including many that claim to sanitize. Lysol is now available in regular or pine fragrance, as little as 29 cents. We're looking for a new bathroom to live in. How about yours? More coffee? Oh, yes. Please, Mrs. Whitehorse. So, you are a gunfighter, Mr. Paladin. Well, Mrs. Whitehorse, uh, I have a certain talent with weapons. When people in trouble need such a talent, I... Hire it out to them. I see. Is uh, a gunfighter expensive, Mr. Paladin? I have expensive tastes. Joseph, mm-hmm. I like my home. I want to stay here. I think all we need right now is time. Every day more stock dying? Quarantine around me, that means I must sneak off my own land but like a thief. But with time, Joseph. 
We can find out what is sickening our cattle. We can build a healthy herd. Joseph, if Mr. Paladin can scare them into leaving I us alone... I will not have that kind of thing, Martha. But we must do something. Mr. Paladin, we do not have any money to pay you. But this is rich land. We will give you a part of it. If you will fight for your part. And for ours. I'll talk with these men. In the meantime, thanks for your hospitality. It was our pleasure. I'll walk out with you. Take care, Mr. Paladin. McNally is a violent man. You told Peavy he'd have to pay you for that horse he shot. I don't mind taking over the debt. I'll trade you the horse you came home on. Ah, that's a good horse. You cheat yourself. Well, maybe I'll get Peavy to throw in something else of value. Mr. Paladin, well, perhaps you won't understand. Men differ. What do you mean? When I walk out of my house onto my own land, it gives me a good feeling. I love this place. It has given me pain, but there, there is something. This, this is mine. This handful of earth here. This is mine. Certainly. It's just like a... Wait. Hmm? Your handful of earth there. Where? Here. Put in this handkerchief. Well, I, I... Here, in the handkerchief. Hmm. Uh, good. I don't understand. <laughs> strange man, Mr. Paladin. That's right, and I've just had a strange notion... I'll see you again, Mr. Whitehorse. At the boundary of the Whitehorse Ranch, I dismounted to close the fence gate. The first rifle shot came high to my right. The second shot killed my horse. Both of them had come from somewhere in the brush behind me. I had an idea who had fired them, and I had the score to settle with. Looks like you're afoot, don't it? You did that shooting? This is Indian boundary. That's a bad habit you have, PV, killing horses. I warned you. I remember. Now I'll use your horse to take me into town. You lay a finger on that bridle, you engine. Look. You can tell McNally what happened. He'll find me in town. Is this the only pharmacy in town? Oh, yes. My name's Reinhardt. What can I do for you? You know the white horses. Oh, you mean our thieving, scalping, overeducated local Indian? I do. Oh, and before you say your piece, let me inform you that this is the only store in town that'll do business with them. And proud to say it. Now, what's on your mind? Are you set up to make a chemical analysis, Mr. Reinhardt? Chemical analysis? Son, I've got the most complete laboratory south of San Francisco, back there just gathering dust. <laughs> Where's there a place for science in a town where they... Bury a chicken head by the light of the moon to get rid of warts. Let me tell you something, mister. McNally, he tells the citizens how to think. And speaking of the devil. Uh, McNally? 
He's probably looking for me. Oh, what for? Here, uh, take this. What in tarnation do you want me to do with a clod of dirt? Now, we're only supposing, Mr. Reinhardt. Run a test on this, and I'll talk to you later. Okay, but it don't make any sense. Gentlemen, you pistol let my foreman steal his horse? I disciplined your foreman, Mr. McNally. As to the horse, PVO Joe Whitehorse for the one he shot. I took over the debt and settled it. You working for Whitehorse? Kind of men are we breeding that takes wages from an engine? I couldn't get a dollar out of him. He doesn't have one. That's why I'm here. Well, if you're not with the engine, what's on your mind? I want to be hired. We're doing all right. You're wasting your time trying to starve Whitehorse out. You don't have to starve. I offered to buy his place. At a profit? I offered him $10,000. Why are you so anxious to own his land? His land's good, and there's water, and I don't aim to raise my children next to some savage. Besides, he's aiming to let that cattle sickness spread over the whole range, wipe us all out on account of he hates us so. Mm. Perhaps I can persuade him to sell. How? His willingness will increase in ratio to the size of my fee. How willing do you want him to be? All right, you're hired. Get on out to his place. First, you go to the bank and draw some money. I think White Horse would want to be paid off in cash. That's a lot to trust you with. Well, then you carry it. And carry an additional 2000 Mr. McNally. My fee. 2000 How much money do you think I have? How much do you hate Indians? I have some business in the pharmacy here. And I'll see you at the White Horse Ranch. There's a big change going on, an important one for car buyers. It's the countrywide change to Rambler. Passing car after car in sales, Rambler now leads all but two other makes in state after state. What does it all mean? That Rambler has what people want and cannot get in other cars. Rambler is the quality compact car. For instance, Rambler has plenty of hat room, shoulder room, and leg room for six big people. Yet Rambler is so trim on the outside, it handles and parks with the greatest ease. For first cost, gas economy, and resale value, Rambler is America's top economy car. Yet only Rambler offers the fine features of personalized comfort. There are front seats that glide back and forward separately to perfectly fit short legs or long, adjustable headrests, airliner reclining seats, twin travel beds, finest air conditioning at lowest cost. Throughout, Rambler engineering is more advanced, Rambler workmanship more careful. Come in and drive the quality compact car Rambler. See your Rambler dealer. He's waiting outside there, Mr. Whitehorse. You've already overtaxed his patience. You didn't understand me, Mr. Paladin. I won't sell. You can do a lot with that car. I won't be pushed off my land. I stay here. I told McNally you'd sell. Then you'd tell him you were mistaken. And lose my fee. Why do you ask my husband to do this thing? Because it's my considered opinion he should sell to McNally. And if it is not my opinion, if I say I stand up to that gun of yours... I think that would make everything very uncomfortable. We ask only to live in peace, to have a home to build for ourselves and for those who come after, and you... You are no better than the others. Marco <laughs> should not have done that no matter what. Forgive her, Mr. Paladin. Martha carries our first child. 
She is upset. What kind of a world have we to offer our child? Sign it, Joseph. Sign the paper. Here is ink, a pen. Give them their bill of sale. We will find some place to live in peace. You have earned your money. I'll tell McNally he can come in and take possession. Mr. Paladin, one day you will meet a gun faster than yours. That's probably true, Mrs. Whitehorse. All right, McNally. All set, huh? All set. Yeah, I got no respect for critters. Knows he ain't wanted, but hangs on anyway. In old days, he'd be long gone by now. You've made your point, Mr. McNally. Here is your bill of sale, McNally. It is your ranch now. And you got the money? That does it. Not quite. Let's not forget. $2,000. Oh, sure. See me in town. I see you now, McNally. Oh. Oh, well. Here. Thank you. White Horse, learn something from this business. Unions have reservations all over the country. That's where you belong. Mr. McNally is a man of deep prejudices. And not soft about him, neither. Ooh, anything but soft. If it hadn't been for your sickly stock, he'd have found another reason to starve you out. He did not starve us out. It was your gun that drove us off our land. My gun did you a favor, Mrs. Whitehorse. This land is useless. It's poison. Don't try to pass your cows here, McNally. They'll die. I'll get rid of that disease. I'll burn everything down to the dirt. But you can't burn the dirt. That's where the poison is. You're crazy. I had the soil analyzed. It contains a certain element that affects all vegetation. It's called molybdenum, if you want to investigate it. On my land? McNally's land. I remember that I'd seen this cattle sickness once before down on the San Joaquin Range. So you knew that? Suspected it. Mr. Reinhardt verified it. If this is true... It's true. But then I cannot keep this money. Oh, yes, you can. You dirty lying cheat. Good day, Mr. McNally. Hmm. Indian lover. Mr. Paladin... I'm sorry I had to do it this way, but it's difficult to conspire with an honest man. Mrs. Whitehorse, I want to leave this fee for Mr. McNally as a gift for your child who is yet to be born. That is a great deal of money, Mr. Paladin. I cannot take it. Oh, please accept it. For your child, with my apologies for this imperfect world we have to offer him, and my hopes for a better one in his lifetime. Thank you, Mr. Paladin. Oh, Mr. Paladin, welcome. Hello, hey boy. Did you serve the most unworthy but very rich Mr. Potts? Uh, no, I was delayed, and when I got to Tucson, Mr. Potts was dead. His wife shot him. Oh, then you don't make lots of money. Your whole trip wasted, eh? Too bad. Not at all, hey boy. On the contrary, I found it quite rewarding. Oh, ah, uh, 
You have someone wait for you upstairs in room. Oh, well now. Yes, uh, Major John B. Culpepper. It's Thursday. Remember? Have gun, will travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed by Norman McDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Herb Meadow and adapted for radio by Ann Dowd. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dobkin, Harry Bartell, Lillian Byatt, Joseph Kearns, Edgar Barrier, and Barney Phillips. Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode is copyright under the attribution, non-commercial, share-like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and again, thanks for listening.